today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. Um, their record wasn't wasn't great. They were coming off kind of a six-win season the year before. And we just got better. We just tried to get better and better every day, every week, every year. Um, and, and that's kind of how it played out. We, we were over 500 our first year, made the conference tournament the second year, then made the NCAA tournament the next two years, finishing in, in the Elite Eight, um, excuse me, in the, in the Sweet 16 our, our last year. So four great years there. Um, just surrounded by good people, great coaches, you know, had a few assistant coaches with me that were just high, high level guys who had been head coaches in the past. Uh, so I could really lean on them as we were growing together. Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Members Spotlight. Each week we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick? how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. All right, welcome to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, the number one training equipment and shooting machine in the world. Our guest today, Alex Pribble, associate head coach at Seattle U, a new user of Dr. Dish, I believe, right? You guys just switched the team, Dr. Dish. Get started up. Has it, has it lived up to the hype so far? So far, so yeah, it's good? good? It's been good. Yeah, our guys love it. They're, they're wearing it out already. It's been good. Good, good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check them out at Dr. Dish B-Ball or drdish.com. Um, if you let them know Rising Coaches sent you, I think you get $300 off uh, a machine. So pretty good. Save you some money in the process. Um, as I mentioned, joined by Alex Purble, Associate Head Coach at Seattle University. Alex, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah, man. Um, appreciate you being on. Um, fairly new member. You just signed up right before the uh, the, the Western Conference at Phoenix a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so far, so good. A good experience. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Like you said, I, uh, I was spending a lot of time on, um, you know, some of the Zoom sessions and some of the little professional development things you guys offer. And then right before that clinic in the West, I just said, you know, I need to pull the trigger and become a member and, and get to know some of these guys. And it's been great. That, that event was fantastic. And uh, it's been a good month of digging through all the great content you guys offer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, did you, what was like the, the biggest takeaway or highlight of the Phoenix event for you? Uh, you know, it's just a great opportunity. I went there with uh, one of our, our director of basketball operations and a couple other guys close to the program. Um, so it's Matt Jones, cool. shout out Matt Jones. Matt Jones, our, the legend. One of our most active members, yeah. Yeah, he, he's sure. fantastic, man. He's actually one of the guys that really turned me on to your network. Um, and so went out there with him and, and got to spend some time with him, which was, for me, the, the best part. Um, but along with that, you know, listening to guys like Marlon Stewart talk, who I have great respect for, and, I learned a lot from Phil Beckner on his individual development stuff. Um, just across the board, man, it, it was a great learning opportunity for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Alex, um, let's let's learn a little bit more about you, man. Tell us where you're from. Tell us how you got into uh, coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a California guy originally, California Bay Area. 
grew up in a little little place called Fairfax, California, kind of right in the of San Francisco and, and Berkeley. I uh, grew up as a ball boy going to the Cal Berkeley games. That was kind of my, my dream school. Um, had a solid high school career and was given an opportunity to walk on at, at Cal Berkeley. And so I spent my first two years as a walk-on as part of the program, loved every minute of it, started earning a little playing time, got a scholarship, and, and ended up starting my senior year. So it was a great experience at Cal. Uh, that led me right into it. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just, yeah. Uh, who, did you, who did you play for at Cal? And, like, when you were growing up as a ball boy, who was yeah. the head coach at that time? Yeah, so I played for Ben Braun, uh, who's a mentor of mine and just a, a great person, a great CEO of a program. Just, I learned a ton from him. Um, and that's, I was a graduate assistant for a year under him as well, which was fantastic. Um, when I grew up, there was, there was a couple different coaches. Um, but, you know, I grew up watching Jason Kidd. I grew up watching Al Grigsby. I grew up watching just, just, just the prime of, of Cal basketball and loved it, man. And then really when I played, Hey, my first year, I was still kind of in awe of these guys. You know, my teammates were guys like Leon Poe and Ayanda Ubaka and just these these fantastic players playing against guys like Brandon Roy and Nate Robinson up here in Washington. And it's just the, the Pac-10 at the time. Um, it still is, but the Pac-10 was just fantastic. So great experience. Yeah, I grew up in the Pac-10. I'm, I'm from SoCal, so like I, I follow the Pac-10. And yeah. My dad went to UCLA, so grew up. Yeah. A, a fan um yeah. did you have like who was the just like thinking back to when you were a kid uh yeah. like who was the most memorable player or team or, or a memory that like sticks off from that time um you know it was a little bit older i think i was when i was in high school um or maybe middle school but when when eddie house came in and and then just destroyed cal and <laughs> you know put up like a 60 point mark on him was pretty special and um i actually went to the same school the same high school as steve Lavin. Um, so we had a little connection to him and one of my favorite memories when I was a young kid, maybe freshman or sophomore year of high school was going to a Cal game and then meeting Steve Lavin after, you know, UCLA finished playing there and meeting the coaches and the players. And that was a great experience too. I mean, he's, he's a legend where I grow up, um, where I grew up. And so, yeah, meeting him and meeting the, the Bruins is pretty fun also. And he's the man, like Steve <laughs> Lavin is just like, like when you meet him in person, he is exactly like how he is on air. Like he's just such a laid back dude no ego will talk to anybody yeah no that's right Funny. yeah my first experience at the final four you know you got to the final four you do some of the professional development clinics and you're walking around the lobbies and whatnot my first time doing that one of the first people i ran into was steve lavin and he's just holding court with 10 people sitting around and steve's telling stories and uh coach lab is just you know he'll talk to anybody he, he's such a humble guy he's just really I, I i appreciate spending time with him so absolutely okay sorry to interrupt so no. you, you play at Cal, you're GA at Cal for Ben Braun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great experience. I mean, obviously really memorable. That's that was kind of my dream growing up was to play there. Was a GA for for a year uh, while I was getting my grad degree and my master's. And that was kind of my look behind the curtain, you know, what, what college basketball was all about. I got to help with some scouts, help with some film exchange back in the day, you know, meeting the Stanford GA in the parking lot as we exchanged DVDs. It was a little bit of a different world back then. Um but it was just great. Got to got to know what, what college of basketball is all about. And uh, when I when that finished up, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. You know, that's kind of um, the way I, I see coaching also is through the lens of teaching. So I ended up becoming a teacher right out of college for four years back in my hometown. Um, and that went along with the varsity high school coaching job. So I got to coach uh, coach varsity hoops and, and teach and just kind of develop. Um, I cut my teeth a little bit, you know, with coaching, develop some practice plans, develop my strategy. I was 
you know, I kind of feel bad for the guys that I, I coached as a 22 year old. Cause I was just an emotional roller coaster, laying it all out there every night. Um, but I loved it. I got to learn a lot, got to get better every day. Um, and so I was a high school coach for a few years and then made the plunge into college coaching and started at San Francisco state, worked for a guy named Paul Trevor, who, um, to this day, he's now at Stanislaus state in California. Um, but to this day is, is the best coach I've been around when it comes to relating to players, players will just run through a wall for him. He just, um, you know, has a way of connecting with his guys that I've, I've really tried to take with me. Uh, he's just, he's truthful to them. He's straight up. Them. He, he, um, just was a great coach. So I was with him for two years. Had a great experience. Hey, hey Alex, how did you, how did you get that up? Did you have a relationship with him before? Did you yeah. supply randomly? You know, that, that same, I should, I should give a shout out to Drake high school now, now called Archie Williams high school, but that's where I said, Steve Lavin went to school. That's where I went to school. Um, it's a great coaching tree. The size, a lot, a lot of uh, great coaches have come through Drake high school and Paul Trevor was another Drake high school guy. And so believe it or not, I was, um, I was spending some time with my former coaches. We were out at dinner, hanging out, talking, and they told me that Trev, that coach Trev was looking for an assistant. And so I was a high school coach at the time and gave him a call the next morning. And, and it was great. You know, three days later, after kind of inquiring about the job, it was recruiting season. It was this time of year. And I hopped in his car and we drove to Southern California and, uh, you know, started, started the recruiting trail. And at that time, you know, D2 California state school budget, you're, you're hopping in the car, you're driving down there and climbing through the window to stay at a buddy's house because you weren't going to pay for a hotel room and you were just going to watch games all day. And, um, it was just, you know, those two years I, I learned how to grind it. I learned how to, to, um, you know, just give it my all. Wasn't worried at all about the money or the, the end result, just kind of trying to get better and learn about the business every day. And very fortunately had, had Paul Trevor to kind of guide me through those two years, my first two years in, in the college business. Yeah. Love it. So, uh, where does your career go next and how do you, yeah. uh, cause you had, you had some time as a head coach, right? Before, I did. Yeah. Before the staff there in Seattle. Yeah. So the next big step, the big change was um, I went from division two California coaching to, to coaching with Jim Hayford, who's actually my current boss. Um, but he was my boss at Eastern Washington. And um, he's been a, Alex, a, what years, what years were you there at Eastern Washington? I was there 2013 and 2014. And then uh, I'm sorry, 2012, 2013, and then 2013, 2014. So the second okay. year we, we won the conference and had Tyler Harvey, who was the, the nation's leading score and played in the NCAA tournament against Georgetown. And it was, it was a great two year stretch, which led to head coaching gig. Um, but yeah, I, it was, I think it was we, I think we made a play, might've played against you guys. We might've overlapped because I was at Northern Colorado. Okay. And I think 11, 12. With I coach think. Foster. Yeah. Uh, I was with BJ Hill. BJ Hill. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And it was uh, the year after they won it. We were terrible. But um, I wonder if we might have overlapped that year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, you know, the big sky, a lot, lot of travel, battle every night. Um, it, it was great. It was a great. It was my first time being at the Division One level, and so just learning how to recruit at that level. Coach Hayford is, um, you know, he's the best CEO I've, I've been around or been exposed to. Like, he just – he looks at the full picture of the program and and cares about and puts time into every little corner of the program. You know, not, no, no corner is going to get cut. He doesn't miss anything. He does a, a great job overseeing it all. And so, yeah, my first year was, was a good experience of learning from him. And my second year, we, we won the conference. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to, to have some great players. Like I said, Tyler Harvey, who's still having a great career overseas and a couple other guys who just really kind of led us there. But um, was there for two years, learned a ton from Coach Hayford and 
you know, like I said, he was a great CEO. So the, the other guys on staff, I got my head coaching opportunity that year um, to, to go to St. Martin's, which we'll talk about in a second. But the other two guys on staff were Shante Leggins and Dave Riley. Um, and Shante, you know, became the head coach at Eastern Washington a couple of years later, is now at Portland University. And Dave Riley uh, is now the new head coach at, at Eastern Washington. So, you know, that, that whole staff, credit to Coach Hayford for kind of giving us some guidance and showing us the ropes. But that whole staff had, had opportunities to be head coaches. And two of those guys are really thriving right now at the Division One level. So it's it, it was great. You know, we knocked off Indiana University at Indiana that year. Just some some really fun um, experiences with that group, who I'm really very close with still. Uh, so after that year, went to St. Martin's University and was the head coach there. It's a Division II school in Olympia, Washington. Was the head coach there for four years. Um, and that was great. I mean, another opportunity to be a head coach, which I hadn't had since being a high school coach. And just really focused on kind of getting better each year. You know, it was a program that had struggled a little bit. Um, their record wasn't wasn't great. They were coming off kind of a six-win season the year before. And we just got better. We just tried to get better and better every day, every week, every year. Um, and, and that's kind of how it played out. We, we were over 500 our first year, made the conference tournament the second year, then made the NCAA tournament the next two years, finishing in, in the Elite Eight, um, excuse me, in the Sweet 16 our, our last year. So four great years there. Um, just surrounded by good people, great coaches, you know, had a few assistant coaches with me that were just high, high level guys who had been head coaches in the past. Uh, so I could really lean on them as we were growing together. And then um, after those four years and kind of seeing those guys through, ended up back at Seattle U with Coach Hayford again, uh, back to the Division One level. And, and that's where I am right now. So it's been a fun journey. Man. Awesome. Awesome. You had to get the band back together at Seattle U. That's right. That's right. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, Check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, Jim, Coach Aford is, is great. He's He's been a head coach for 23 years now. He knows the ropes. He knows how he likes to do things. He's had so much success everywhere he's been. So for me, um, we now have a deep enough trusting relationship where, you know, he can give me some freedom basketball-wise to do some things on the court, and I can really kind of constantly be in communication with him and, and refer to him for – questions about how to do things, bounce things off them about, about, you know, getting positive feedback um, where we need to improve. And it's just a really good working relationship. He's a great mentor, a great CEO. And it's been, it's been good here at CLU. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, for, as an outsider, if I, first of all, I agree, Jim Hayford is one of the most underrated yeah. like, coaches in the country. He's, he's been so consistent year yeah. in and year out. Um, as an outsider, I would have said like, okay, this dude's like a brilliant offensive mind. Mm-hmm. And he really like recruits to his system and knows exactly what he wants. 
So when you say that he's like, what he's great at is the CEO thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to hear more about that because no I doubt. didn't know that, you know, like it's just funny yeah. from the outside, what you, what you notice. No, for sure. That, that's, that's spot on. I think, I think those two things are, are, you know, feathers in his cap for sure. He is a, a brilliant offensive mind. And I, you know, I dig into that a lot. Um, he and I work, you know, I spent a lot of time just digging through offensively talking about different things and, and um, would definitely talk about that a lot. He does a great job recruiting to his system, but I would throw a third thing in there, um, which is especially now he really is committed to developing the players, you know, off the court. Like that is his thing. He, he spends a ton of time talking to them about becoming better people, about developing character, about, um, you know, building positive habits that are going to help them later in life. Like he really, really, means it when he says he's going to, he's going to care about them off the court. So that, those are kind of the three uh, pillars to coach Hayford. I think that that really stand out. So, um, you know, offensively, man, he, he is, he, he's all about, he was way ahead of his time with some of the NBA concepts about spacing the court, kind of set, setting up those five out spacing concepts. You see a lot right now with some initial trigger ball screen action and spreading the court around that. Um, he was doing that back at Eastern Washington. I mean, we, we, uh, we had a lot of success offensively in particular, at Eastern Washington. And, and it was based on a lot of those concepts, those strategies that, uh, that Jim was putting into place really early. No doubt. I unfortunately had a front row seat to it, uh, <laughs> to all your shooters and your yeah. bigs, yeah. out and drain threes. And, it's a fun uh, way to uh, pack and your guys really enjoy it, you know, and, and I, and part of that, a big piece of that too is individual development. You know, we were talking about Phil Beckner earlier and, um, he obviously is at the cutting edge with a lot of this stuff, but that was a big part of, of coach Hayford's philosophy early on too, was, you know, space the floor, keep things simple and, and make your players better. And a lot of time with guys one-on-one and helping them get better, tracking their improvement. That was, that was a big part of it. How much do you guys shoot in practice? A ton, a ton. I mean, every day, the first half hour is full speed shooting drills. Um, every day guys come back in a row, we have those individual development sessions and then they pretty much report to him daily on uh, shooting numbers as well. You know, uh, how many shots it takes them to make a hundred threes, different things like that to just keep track of their progress and monitor their improvement. So um, like you said, we, you know, we really try to recruit to the system a little bit. We try to make sure we bring in players that um, you know, that, that those are their strengths. We hope guys are, are good shooters coming out of high school as well, but we also have some guys in our program right now, you know, the Riley Grigsby's of the world and some people who have really, really developed into 40% three point shooters. It wasn't just that that's who they were early. They, they put in the time, they bought into the system in place, they've gotten better. And so, um, you know, there's a process. There's a process for getting better every day, every year. And and these guys have, have done that here at Seattle U. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, but you got to pick what you want to be good at. If you want to be a right. good three-point shooting team, you got to you got to dedicate time and practice to shoot threes. Like, That's right. It's pretty That's simple, right. right? You know, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, with, at the time when we were first implementing some of this stuff at Eastern Washington, there was still a lot of pound the ball inside. Um, more more motion offenses being run a lot, and and for us, we were really early in on the the spread ball screen stuff. And um, yeah, we recruited shooters. That was our strength. We had some international kids, some kids from Australia. We still do now, and uh, you know, kind of the the whole St. Mary's deal, where where skilled kids from Australia was was part of our lane as well, and had a lot of success there. Love it. All right, Alex. Before we let you go, man, give us like. Uh best piece of advice you can give or, or the biggest lesson you've learned yeah. throughout your career? Yeah. I mean, for me, what I try to take pride in as a coach, 
um, and off the court as well is just being focused on getting better. I mean, that's really, that's why I'm here rising coaches. That's why I joined. Um, it's a one day at a time, one step at a time kind of thing. When we were at St. Martin's, our big philosophy, our slogan was, was to climb the mountain. That was our thing and call it corny, call it cliche, but it allowed our guys to focus on just one day at a time, you know, taking one step up some peaks and some valleys, but just trying to get better every day. And, uh, and that's really the, the way we, we try to operate around here is, is control. You can control day by day, find ways to get better. And, you know, for the coaches that, that are on here listening or the coaches that are part of rising coaches, um, you know, that's step one is, is find ways to extend your network, to get better, to watch clinics, to, to improve. And so uh, day by day, staying in the moment and getting better. That's, that's our thing. Awesome. Well, Alex, I've, uh, I've enjoyed it, man. We'll, we'll be rooting you guys on this year and appreciate it. Stay in touch. Let us know how we can help. Appreciate it, man. All right. Take care.